Hey you, how's it going? My name is Ruby Price and you are listening to the 24th ever episode of Fresh From The Scene. On today's show we have the first ever full episode repeat guests who are Jamie, Connor and Tom from Resisting Retrospect and they will be announcing something very exciting so make sure you stay tuned. There's links in the description to everything you need going forward so without further ado, here we go with episode 24 of Fresh From The Scene. listening to Fresh from the Scene with your host, Ruby Price. Welcome to Fresh from the Scene. Today's guests are the returning guests, are the lovely boys from Resisting Retrospect. Hi. Hello again. <laughs> Hello. And this time I didn't have to worry about turning your microphones on because, yes, I listened to last time and realized, remembered, well, just remembered that I said hello and didn't have anything turned on, so... Yeah, I, I was listening back to that as well. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I forgot we had to introduce ourselves twice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for people who, you know, want to get familiar with voices, who have we got? Hey, it's Tom here. Hey, it's Connor. And it's Jamie here. And we've got another Connor away because I rem- I actually know the name this time around. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Connor number two. So the last time I had you guys on here, uh, 2020 was still, you know, optimistic um, there was a gig about to happen, which is also, I'm guessing, all of our last gigs. Yeah. Um, yep. And yeah, you said lots of things that were going to happen, and obviously they wouldn't have happened. But yeah, what's happened in this last year? You know, what what's going on? I was going to say quite literally. Like I was listening back to it, and I thought it's like when talking about that, I said, right, we tried this recording in first year, it failed. We tried recording in second year, we failed. We're now recording in third year, third time's a charm. Everything's going smoothly so far. And then literally three weeks later, the world falls apart. So, um, yeah, I think it was almost a sign. Yeah. I kind of tempted fate there. So apologies everyone. But, um, no, we kind of put the album on the back burner for a long time, I guess. Uh, tried to kind of get our head around things. Uh, I think all of us were in a state of like bo- being bogged down with uni work and stuff and then just general other mental health things meant was like, well, we, we can't be bothered doing stuff at the moment. But yeah. eventually towards the end of 2020, we suddenly got the kind of, I guess the kind of rush of like, right, we need to get on with this. We need to finish this. So we started recording remotely and uh, actual progress has been made. <laughs> We like, um, yeah, we, we, we are there now. Mm. It, yeah, it, I'm, uh, it was really difficult, obviously, because for people who listened last time, we were like, yeah, we're going to, I think we said we would put an album out by May or something like that. Yeah. I think we said May, June time. And uh, that definitely didn't go to plan. Uh, like Jamie was saying, it was just, we were all too busy trying to A, survive the pandemic. B, survive finishing university. And C, fit, survive university and a pandemic at the same time. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then sort of about September, October time, we thought, screw it, let's just, let's just do something. And we just, we just made headway with it. Yeah. We're, we're kind of at a weird point where it's like Tom and I have now started like proper full-time jobs and all that. So it's like, it's kind of a weird, weird at the moment, but... Um, like 
I just kind of said, right, it, like we'd be a d- disservice if we didn't actually put something out after all the amount of times we tried to put something out. So mm-hmm. yeah. we're now putting something out. <laughs> Four years of being a band, which is because mad actually- because I think that's the longest ever time I've ever spent on something musical ever. In the 10 years or so I've been doing music now, this has been the single longest project per se, which has been a lot of fun. We've got songs now. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of songs. I was going to say as well, I think if it's coming out March 5th, it might actually be four years to the day of when we tried recording the first time um, in first year. That's mad as if. Yeah. I think we'll give ourselves a little bit of like a pass for first year because it was like we we were still very new and fresh to the whole kind of... I know Tom had been doing... You obviously you came to us with the songs and everything like that. You'd had a little bit of audio recording experience, um, and I only had very basic. And Jamie almost didn't really have any at that point. It wasn't until later on where we started to get a little bit more hands on with it. Yeah, I had only ever done like two like small gigs for friends, and then like perform at school like cabarets and stuff. And but beyond mm-hmm. that, nothing. Yeah. This was. I think all of for all three of us, it was like the most sort of ambitious, know, ambitious and professional thing we wanted to do. And it's nice to sign it, finally start feeling that coming to fruition, which is great. I feel so much better now that we're finally doing stuff again. I'm gonna start, you know, talking about last week's last last time's podcast. I think it came out a year ago today. Mm-hmm. Um, Roughly, yeah, yeah, uh, which is also pretty baffling but yeah you said in uh, the last one that the radio presents gig was your first gig in 25 months yeah yeah, so, yeah. and our last and yeah. probably our last for 25 months as well <laughs> yeah tom you know how was that gig oh it was great i mean we were so lucky with the timing to be honest because that was just start of march right before lockdown we managed to squeeze in radio hub presents um i think the gig went really well we played with some uh, some other really great bands there as well so um yeah, just just really fortunate that we actually got to play that because had it been two weeks later, even like we would have been stuffed. Um, I actually managed to squeeze in another gig later that week. I think it was like two days later. I went to another gig in Manchester, saw Lewis Cole. Fantastic. So I was super jammy with the gigs. I mean, ended up missing quite a few later on due to uh, the circumstances, but can't complain. As the person who was there, you know, filming and f- photographing the gig, it was a fun time, and I'm quite glad that you know of if it was if it was going to be my last gig of you know, God knows how long, it was at least a good one to end it with. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it does feel a little bit sort of like special in a way that knowing that like not not so much for Tom because obviously squeezed in that last one, but for <laughs> quite a lot of people, especially who were there that night, like we were their last gig and so was ever like for all the other artists who were playing as well so it kind of feels a little bit nice to know that for a lot of people it was us and we really really appreciate that because that was such an amazing night for sure what what i also realized is we're technically one of the last ever bands to have played the old parish yeah we were because they then out, during the pandemic they've now moved to what used to be tokyo which i find quite hilarious actually but um mm. they've done it out super nice though actually they've done it really really nicely yeah 
uh, it, it looks really amazing there. It's like once everything's open and we can all find a day that we that suits all of us to organize a gig, might as well go up and try and play New Parish, see mm. what, what that's like. The new that venue does look really cool. I saw it when I was there and I can't wait to be, you know, videoing bands in there again. Just mm-hmm. for something different as well, you know, like Par- Old Parish is... Old Parish is legendary in Huddersfield law. You know, if you're a band in Huddersfield, if you haven't played Parish, you're not really a band. Um, you know, just because it's one of those milestones. Everyone's got the photos with all that, you know, graffiti on the side of the walls, sticking your stickers to the, you know, board and stuff. There's one thing we never did. The one thing we never did was get a sticker on there. We never got a sticker produced on time. And then we Even always just... said we needed to do that. Even just one sticker would have been great. Maybe we can sneak in. Maybe we can sneak in. <laughs> well, the or, building's still there. Yeah. Or um, if they're creating a new sticker wall at New Parish eventually, we put it on there. Yes. That'd be good. That'd be amazing to do. I was always, yeah, that was one thing I was upset about. No sticker. After hearing this, uh, Mikey just is like, all right, no sticker rule. <laughs> oh, imagine. <laughs> Mikey, please let us put a sticker in, in, in New Parish. <laughs> he, he puts up a no sticker rule, but we just. We so we all just double down, and each time it's like two stickers instead of one. Two stickers, <laughs> super glue. Um, yeah, <laughs> put one in a place that you won't be able to find. Put it under a table or something. It'll take a while for them to notice. Yeah, that's mm. a really great promo. Yeah, we'll put it, all, put all it on a table and then graffiti over it because parish tables, obviously, you know, get some <laughs> that is graffiti. True. Yes, yes, that's very true. Did we have? Uh, did we put something into a table, or am I imagining things? We can neither no. confirm nor deny that oh, on this yeah. podcast. Oh, that's true. Yeah, for legal reasons. Yeah. For legal reasons. Last thing from uh, the last podcast, I guess. Obviously, you said that you were, you know, recording, releasing an album, uh, 16 tracks and all of that stuff. Alex Cop producing. Let's go forward. I believe you guys have something to announce. Yeah. yeah. Basically, uh, we've had a, we had discussions with Alex. It's like we thought, right, okay, to p- kind of pace it easier, let's scrap the album idea and let's make it four EPs instead. And we are going to announce now that the first EP will be released in two weeks' time on March 19th. It'll be called Viridian and it'll contain three songs, which are You Are The River, which has been out for a week now as a single. We'll also have Long Way Round, which we debuted at our at Radio Hud Presents last year. And we will also have Moldy Raspberry, which is one of the ones that we've been playing ever since our first gig. I'm really looking forward to people's reactions when they see like, oh, You Are The River, Long Way Round, Moldy Raspberry. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I've always loved that like that kind of was a not a joke song but a a kind of a joke title that Tom kind of came forward with and we just we never questioned it nor did we ever think to change it it was just it was just right to keep it (laughs) named that way yeah I have a bad habit of just naming stuff the first couple of words that come to my head at the moment when a name is required so you know, sometimes you never get around to finding a proper name. I mean, most recent Killer Silent single, It's All Downhill From Here, was originally called Wasted. Ah. So a little bit of trivia for you there. Nice. I wonder what the hook would have been for Moldy Raspberry if it wasn't that title. Ooh, my raspberries are not fresh. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. All work like that needed. Yeah. Well, I mean, long way around and you are the river, you can easily tell where the hook is for that. So Oh yeah, hugely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so You Are The River. It's been out a week. Really, really good song. Oh, cheers. Thank you. Not that yeah. I doubted you. <laughs> <laughs> we really owe a lot to Alex for helping us bring out the best in that song because there were just so many things, even from the beginning demo stages when we started working with them on it, there were so many things that were like, wow, like we didn't even think of doing it like that kind of thing. Like he's really, really helped out with the creative process so much. We genuinely wouldn't have been able to do without him at all i think so big shout out to alex cop uh alex cop music on instagram go follow him yeah for real alex has uh brought a lot of extra sugar and spice to our productions and Mm -hmm. uh to be honest i'm just totally happy with the way that this recording process got stretched out over all those years it really gave the track time to grow and uh Mm -hmm. flourish into what it is now like it would have sucked if we just if we just left it at that first recording we did and said that's that's all it is. Like Yeah, imagine. We would have missed out on a lot of um a lot of good vibes, I think. Yeah, I totally agree with that. But and then ultimately, you know, end up with a song that you're not quite happy with, but you know, you were happy with it at the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think we all got better at what we were doing in between the first recording and now. So mm-hmm. we all brought a little more than we had originally and uh, yeah, i think sure. it, it shows in in all the songs that we've got now yeah 100 sure. it's really weird because it's like i i remember i watched um no no sorry i was listening on instagram to i think it's sean from while she sleeps and he's talking about how it's like it's really important to sort of like it's to be your own music's like biggest fan and i like i really really like take from that because i with all the songs that we've been doing so far I've been listening to them like every single day. Like I have not like I'm such a big fan of like my band's own songs and kind of thing. I absolutely just love sitting there and listening to them. Like every now and again, I'll I'll you know if I'm sat in my bedroom or something like that, I'll be like I'm gonna listen to my band stuff. Like you know it's not out yet, like some of it, but it's like I want to listen to it because it's gotten to the point where I'm like yeah, I'm just proud of it at this point, and it feels good to give that to everyone else at this point as well. It always makes me laugh. Like you know how Spotify has got. Um, on one panel, like what your friends are listening to, and like Apple Music's kind of got, oh, here's some albums that your friends are listening to. Like seeing friends in bands, just like, you know, with um, whatever song that they've just released, like being as the current playing song. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get that you're also doing it for plays, but also, you know, but yeah, um, as you were saying, just being your own music's biggest fan, it kind of ties into that whole, you know, um, don't sell a product that you wouldn't then use. Um, you know, like don't release it. It's an argument that a lot of people come back to with music. Um, you know, an artist is selling out, or maybe they're just making music that they like. You know, listening to, and you know, this is what they're doing, and they're enjoying. So, it's good to yeah. it. It's really good to hear that. You know, you guys fucking love your own music. Yeah, fucking, <laughs> yeah. I fucking love our music, man. Fucking love yeah. it. I was gonna say, I'm adding to add to that. It's like, um like usually before I go to bed and stuff, I just listen to music and then just kind of thrash out in my room and stuff uh, just for the sake of it. And recently I've just been putting on the final mixes of all the songs. And it's like, right, how do I play, how can I play this live to like have the showmanship style? Because I guess um, that's all, that's really what I've got for me live. Like I don't have the the technical ability that attracts some bassist. I don't have 
the kind of good looks that attracts people to other bases, like like Pete Wentz or something. Nah, mate, you're selling yourself short here. Yeah, man. Nah, nah. Um, well, I tried to do the showmanship stuff instead, which is why, like, in the video for You Are the River, there's the massive hair flick um, towards the breakdown, which RIP long hair, it's all cut off now. Yeah. But, yeah. That hair really flip is that. so epic, man. I love it. Yeah. Could no, do come to this live if we do gigs in the future. I'm sure um, you'll find something enjoyable. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the only thing we've not really sort of like with the whole process going on. It's kind of nice to not sort of, I mean, we love gigging and everything like that. Like we, you know, in second year, especially we took every single opportunity we could to, to gig, you know, um, but it's kind of nice to sort of feel like recording is the big focus because obviously live music, sadly, you know, I don't think that's going to be back to normal until maybe next year. So it's 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 nice to sort of give it the, the like all like one hundred percent our focus, and I think that's really really helped with the recording and production and just the general attitude to recording our stuff. I imagine it also adds like an element of not having not like overly focusing on oh how are we going to play this live when you are recording because it it doesn't matter you can think about that later just you know mm. record what it is that you want to record yeah, yeah true. that's very it's been true. a bit more like free to add synth lines and stuff probably more guitar lines than it's possible to play in places um yeah. just get oh, a bit 100%. more creative with it and um as you say we can always think about that later we can we can start playing to clicks and use backing tracks and whatever we could mm-hmm. we could get freaking synth player you know yeah yeah that's one thing alex has helped out with as well is sorting out like backing tracks and stems for us and everything like that so if we ever needed to we can just you know throw them on live or anything like that as long as we've got like a click we'll be fine yeah mm. so that's, as, that's a, really as, a, as a videographer's now a click track also helps with making live videos. It's mm. true. Yeah, it's very, very useful. Leading on from that, we've been really trying to throw on the synths for us, and we never thought of doing that in like first and second year at all. We were like, nah, we're a four piece. Let's just, there's just two guitars, a bass, drums, and vocals. And then now, when we, especially when we used to do like um, Zooms with Alex, and we, 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 he would like open the Pro Tools file and we would just see how many tracks there were. It's like, Christ, man, there's just so many. Yeah. You Are The River must have, having, must have had like, what, 70 odd channel strips or something like that? Something like that, yeah. It Huge. Was sense. Yeah. It was like, we're not, it's like, when we say like using sense and stuff, it's just for like accents and uh, little extra bits and stuff. We don't want to become like full synth. Mm. We don't want to go full pop, but we yeah. want to keep the rock just element. A bit, just a bit of flavor in there. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, I think it was um, Alex kind of encouraged us to go a bit more, bit more synthy in places because uh, he's he's added a few layers himself that he came up with, and he was kind of saying like, guys, just just go crazy with it, see what sounds you can make, and um, we'd, yeah, we try it out. So I've just been kind of messing with different synth plugins and trying to make mm. some retro vibes. Yeah, yeah. like a- Raspberry, we didn't have yeah really. Well, we had no synth on there. We had no synth on anything to begin with. Mm-hmm. But now, I think it just adds that little extra flavor that makes all it three good. of these songs have synths on them now. Yeah, bringing it back to you know, you are the river specifically as well. Like on this topic, um, you know, there's that bridge that's got the synth just in the back of it, and I feel like it would be a bit emptier and you know, not quite have the same flow without the synth to it. If that makes any mm. sense. 
Yeah. 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 Definitely. Synths are good sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 100%. That's a definite good example of the synth kind of accenting it a bit to kind of fill out the rest yeah. of it. I think in the actual, I think in the bridge, I want to say that it is actually, it is a synth that is also doubled up with a guitar where the reverb is just absolutely cranked on it or something like that. I think I actually recorded that with Alex and it was going through, it was going through my DT whammy, pushed up an octave um, with a Valhalla shimmer on it. It's just absolutely cranked. And then he's throwing a synth on it as well, which just adds way more. Yeah, those those shimmer guitar sections that we've got in um well in, in Raspberry as well. Like mm-hmm. so tasty. Like Alex just got a killer collection of plugins. He knows exactly what sounds he can make. And uh yeah, yeah. we've got some like spacier kind of ethereal vibes going on now as well, which is new. Mm-hmm. But it's a really good inclusion. Yeah. It actually kind of works well with the theming of the EP as well, because the whole idea of the EPs is that like the original idea of going back to the album was we're dividing it into four sections, each one representing a certain season, because that was the only way I could think of how to like separate you are the river from like brutal truth and crossface, which are a lot heavier and have it on the same album, just kind of uh, organize it a bit. So each EP is a season, and because of the timing of this, Viridian is spring, and it's just kind of all these kind of spacey feels with it. It kind of just feel makes it feel a bit more, I guess, organic in some ways. So it's mm-hmm. like more kind of blossoming, full of life, that kind of stuff. So it's trying to emulate spring in some way. Also mastered, um, you are the river. I should say, uh, you are the river mastered by is it Akel or Ackle from Tesseract? Good question. Ackle, I think. I'm I'm aware of Tesseract. Because <laughs> Akel's the name of the next village along from me, so I'd, I always thought it was Akel, but okay. <laughs> oh, but, um, That's a coincidence. Yeah, um, he's done the mastering for all three tracks, and it's actually quite ironic, actually, because I think the name of Resistant Retrospect accidentally came from a Tesseract album, so it's kind of come full circle. <laughs> It's, there's two songs on one of their albums where like one song is called Resist and one song is called Retrospect. And I remember me and Tom speaking about it after we named the band in the first year. Then you messaged me being like, did you know that like our ba- like the name is like two Tesseract songs put together? And I went, <laughs> oh shit, really? And it was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And we just stuck with it. So it, yeah, it is come full circle in a way having him do that. That's on um, Altered State, I think, isn't it? Well, yeah. the tracks like next to each other in the um, in the yeah. running order as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's of matter retrospect first, and then of matter resists after that. Yeah, mm. it's spooky, but like I'm so happy that we've got that tesseract connection in there with Aqua's mastering. Like that yeah. was a real, um, yeah, a real good idea to use him. Mm-hmm. So no fanboy vibes, just professional appreciation. <laughs> professional appreciation in abundance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also very, te- very talented. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's better that way instead of us ending up because I think during the band practice where we decided, right, we need a band name, we will ended up looking through band name Reddit, which was an awful <laughs> idea. Yeah, and then we even tried some generators, I believe. Yeah, they and then sucked. then at one point, Con just said resistant retrospect. I was like, perfect, that's it. I wanted, yeah, in my head, I was thinking of something where like 
you know, the main focus of it was like two words that started sort of like with the same letter or were like a similar thing. So it would kind of roll off a little bit easier or it could also be abbreviated, which thankfully it can. R&R. 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 <laughs> Forgot my point now. You're just saying how much you enjoyed uh, You're the River, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And how everyone should go and buy it. Everyone should definitely go and buy it. The people, well, I, I say do people buy songs. I still buy yeah, songs. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, Listen so to yeah, it. There is, um, as far as uh, the EP is concerned, there is like the full whole, you know, Spotify distribution and stuff planned, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All yeah, Spotify, story. iTunes, um, all the big dogs will be out there. Bandcamp yeah, as well. Bandcamp is important. Bandcamp is the best way to do so. We get bigger revenue share than um, any of the other uh, services. So if, if you do want to shoot some money our way, Bandcamp. Also, we're going to have some merch potentially up on there soon. So mm-hmm. just um, keep your eyes peeled, Resistor Retrospect on Bandcamp. Also, any other place where you might like to listen to music mm-hmm. will be yeah. there. And obviously as well, you know, like the last time I had you on, it was before the pandemic, but the last year, Bandcamp have been just so good for like, you know, independent artists and stuff that, you know, every now and then they've been having like the whole fee waivers and stuff. Um, it might just be to also, you know, announce Bandcamp to people who weren't aware of it. Uh, a cynical mind might, you know, point out, but also, you know, just that whole ethos of, you know, an artist's music is an artist's music like you know people buying that music should be directly you know contributing towards that artist rather than you know getting 0.0006p to listen for listening to it once um which isn't going to help anybody you know no it's not going to pay rent (laughs) no it's really not yeah yeah. when we were sorting out the sort of because i'm the one who does the distribution and everything like that because i i already had a distrokid account so I thought if I just upgrade to the next one and that allows me to manage both my own stuff release and my band stuff release. And I was looking when I upgraded it, it like gave me some like stats and everything like that. But I was able to finally access like the bank thing of it. And because DistroKid is American, it comes through as dollars. Um, so it was like, you have made 78 cents uh, from your single always. And I was like, oh, that's neat. And then I was like, that's 30p. And I'm like, that's yeah. on like 126 listens. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> that's sick, man. Stacking those racks. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was really funny when I was looking at DistroKid being like, man, people make. It's it's so difficult to sort of like, unless you've got a really consistent um, follower, like following like through Apple Music and Spotify, it's really difficult mm. to make music through that. So yeah, like Bandcamp is amazing for like directly helping out artists and stuff like that and then you've also got conversion fees like if you're using paypal or whatever um or someone else you know like i get my patreon income in dollars because it's an american site um Mm -hmm. and like you know i I could get 60 dollars a month means i'm also getting about 20 quid it's good that people are going to be able to you know go and stream it and stuff and you know feel like they can contribute anyway and Bandcamp especially I love Bandcamp. Always have. Yeah, first Friday of the month is the uh, day where they waive the fees. So if you wanted to support us <laughs> even more, like 10, 20% more, wherever their share is, yeah. mm-hmm. that's just a good wait, day. Just wait a week to buy the EP. <laughs> right. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. We don't mind if people just stream it first and then like buy it later on kind of thing. You know, it's fine by us. As long as people are listening to our stuff, that's like the the main thing is like, 
at the end of the day we could you know we could listen to this and you know, like you know it could blow, we could blow up we could we could sit at like 10 listeners for like seven months kind of thing as long as it's as long as it's out there for the world to listen to i think that is the most important thing for sure like i put some music on spotify a couple of years ago and every now and then i get like an email from them being like your listenership grew 300 percent this month and i'm like okay so i got three listeners fantastic <laughs> nice <laughs> Um, I get them as well. Yeah, it's it's hilarious, but also nice to know that someone cared mm-hmm. a little bit. <laughs> it's just those little bits of serotonin that you need. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. A little bit of serotonin in these trying times. <laughs> Can I offer you a crumb of serotonin? <laughs> a crumb of serotonin could be an EP title. Obviously not this one um, or any That's of the, the next shot. three, but still. We've still got, I think what maybe seven songs that still need titles for the upcoming three EPs. So that's something we can consider. Yeah. 100%. I I demand royalties. (laughs) (laughs) Serotonin doesn't pay the bills. God damn it. No exposure does. Exposure. Uh, Yeah. Exposure. Exposure that pays the bills. Mm. God, man. If anyone, I think if you run a business and you don't pay a band, even just like a tiny sum, if you were like, oh, it's, you know, you'll get loads of people following you and stuff like that. I'm like, nah, just just pay people, man. <laughs> people have got to pay bills. Done far too many gigs for free in my lifetime to tolerate it anymore. And the way that I tend to see it is, you know, if you do do a free thing and the idea is, oh, people might follow us, 10% of, 10% of the people that attend that gig will follow you. 10% of them will, you know, purchase something 10 percent of them will you know then go on to do you know something else that's more engaging and stuff like that and it's like cool so i've got 0.1 percent or whatever yeah you know how much i should have been owed it's not the best but unfortunately it's how some business models work (laughs) yeah unfortunately Unfortunately. yeah we've done far too many free gigs i think I mean, some of them were great. Like uh, some of them, I won't ever complain about. Like we, when we throw back to hang the DJ, uh, and got paid for that. Oh no, sorry, it not hang the DJ. We, it was um, when we did Hood Live, but we got free food and beer, which was nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of free beer. Mm-hmm. We got to perform to the biggest crowd. We have still performed to through that as well. That was pretty um, big. Yeah. And then we had my least favorite gig, which was um, supporting Crazy Town. Oh yeah, don't remember yeah. that. That was a mess that night. Yeah, the, the, the one, the one good thing is we did get one guy who liked us on Facebook after that, and it's the same guy who came came up to me after when I was trying to rush away in a mad bit of anger and say like, "Oh, you guys are amazing." I was like, "Oh my god, thank you." It's like go like us on Facebook, and he did. So like, boom, we got one yeah. thing out of that. Yeah, yeah. me trying to escape in a rage. Yeah, yeah that was not I do not thing. blame you whatsoever, though. That was um, <laughs> that was a hell of a mess of that gig. Right, I'm going to test something now that hasn't Ooh. been done with a multiple person podcast. <gasps> okay, I've started doing a quick fire round at the end of the podcast, and I've only done it with like one on ones. So this time, you're all got you've all got to answer quick fire. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get started with a quick fire round. Pro Tools or Logic? Pro Tools, Logic. Logic. Only because I know how to use Pro Tools. I thought you were Pro Tools, man, Connor. I, I can use both, but I prefer Logic. Fairs. Arctic Monkeys or Last Shadow Puppets? Arctic Monkeys. Arctic 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 Arctic
monkeys, monkeys. Yeah. Early monkeys. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Uh, Marvel or DC animation? I don't even know which are which, to be honest. They're all just like <laughs> superheroes to me. <laughs> Is that blasphemy? No, yeah. no, it's understandable. I like them, though. I think they're both great. Song on repeat at the minute. You are the river by resisting retrospect. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'd probably say No Scared by 1OK Rock. Future Islands Thrill. I'm doing like a cover of that at the minute, so I've been listening to that quite a lot. You Are All You Need by While She Sleeps, 100%. Oh, yeah, that's also a good one for me, actually. Netflix or Prime? Netflix. Don't even say Netflix or chill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Netflix. Netflix, I think, yeah. Intimate or Arena Gigs? Ooh. Intimate. Yeah, Intimate. Intimate, Yeah. Although that time that we played Wembley Stadium was pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> the dream. I the have dream. a friend who has played Wembley Stadium, actually. That's sick. No. Reading or Leeds? Reading. Leeds. Leeds. Reading. You're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's because neither of us have been to Leeds. You have. Yeah, but then again, say, you haven't been to Reading. <laughs> this is such a north-south divide in the band, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> What's Con? What's the other Connor's? Um... He's from. He's from same place as me. He so would he'd say Leeds. He'll say Leeds. So it was like what, I, I always think like when if we ever do get to the point where we play heading, Reading and Leeds, we basically have a competition where it's basically me and Tom against Connor and other Connor about who can have the loudest and most passionate crowd. And Leeds. To be honest, it'll vary depending on where we are. If it's the main stage, probably Leeds. But if it's the Rocks, then I'd give Reading a shout. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Barrier or pit. Barrier. Pit. Pit. Pit for sure, man. Although I do love the barrier, but pit mainly. I prefer barrier just because you can catch picks and stuff. Yeah, otherwise if you're doing it from the pit or further back, you've just got photos of phones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Whereas instead on the barrier, you are the phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I, I'll admit, I do do a bit of recording, but I always do it like down here so that no one, can, no one behind me gets blocked because they already have my six foot two tall head to deal with you could get it like sewn into your hoodie or something it'd be like a telly i wanted to do that for so long put a gopro onto your chest i always want it's like can gopros be allowed but then it's like yeah but they probably won't allow gopros because that's a technically a camera mm. yeah i was once at a gig um and this person who was on barrier row was wearing both a really big Mac, which is how he, I assume he got it in, um, but also like had some sort of like neck harness, like for just like a you know a phone that was basically filming the whole like gig, and he also had like you know a Zoom mic or something along those lines. And I was like, oh, wow, this seems very illegal. Um, yeah, but also I'm feeling unwell and I don't want to and, and I don't like confrontation, so I'm just gonna stand behind you. But yeah, no. I, I like getting a good photo from a gig. Yeah. I like getting knocked out in a in a brawl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very much, I'll take a video and I'll take like a few good photos and maybe like one or two videos, like really short ones. And then like, I just put my phone in my pocket and then I'm just, I'm just vibing for the rest of the gig. I don't trust myself to take my phone out of my pocket when I'm at a gig, you know? Same. I don't think it will make it home. I am yeah. constantly checking my pockets at gigs to make sure I've got everything. Like literally every 30 seconds, I'm like... Don't remind me, Connor. <laughs> oh man, when we thought you, we yeah, lost your wallet while she sleeps. Yeah, I thought I lost my wallet when Connor and I went to see while she sleeps in Manchester. But in reality, all it was was because my uh, jacket I had didn't have like pockets that buttoned up. Basically, 
won the way there in the car, my wallet had fallen down, like down past the car seat, past the like where the, the seatbelt is, and it was there the entire time. And Connor, like after the gig, Connor was like going back to the car to check, and I was in the venue looking around, like, "Has anyone seen a wallet? Has anyone seen a wallet?" Came back, Connor said, "I don't, don't think I've seen." I was like, "Shit, shit, shit!" So I opened the car. I was like, "This is the last place it could be." <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I once lost my phone twice at a Frank Carter gig. Amazing. Oh, wow. Oh. Um, I lost it falling over, but someone just lit, like, it, it was literally the last song, and someone, like, saw me looking around panic saying, have you lost a phone? I was like, yes, and he just handed it to me. Ah. 20 minutes later, where the fuck is my phone? And then, like, like I'd literally lost it a second time, but someone had handed it in behind the bar. Oh, That's nice. That. Oh, related. Lady luck on your side with that man. Know, right? What was that, Sam? Was that mosh related? Uh, well, the second time wasn't because the gig had finished. Hmm. <laughs> I, was, I was just hanging around in Brudenell because Brudenell's a really cool as fuck venue. Yeah, and why would you leave it? Brudenell's sick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah that's fair. the sheer panic for, you know, the entire time I was looking for it. I was like, I can't have put it anywhere, you know. Because who loses a phone twice? Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, so other than uh, already having streamed the shit out of You Are The River and being excited about an EP, what should people be uh, doing for Resisting Retrospect who are listening? They should be following our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for future updates and news or anything like that. Um, It's just... If you just search in Resisting Retrospect on all platforms, we'll come up. Support us, like us, uh, stream, and well, buy most importantly, then stream um, the EP and keep an eye out for in the the EP being released in two weeks, and then the inevitable next three EPs, which will be spread out, let's say over the next year. Cue the apocalypse now that Jamie's mentioned it. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> the world's going to end now. COVID twenty twenty one. We're going to soundtrack it all for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> soundtrack to the apocalypse resisting yeah. retrospect uh-huh yep sounds like a good name for a playlist <laughs> yeah well uh thank you for coming on no worries yeah thank thanks you for so much us. for having us yeah. uh thanks so much for coming on again i should mention yeah thanks a lot thank you you're listening to fresh from the scene Ruby Price. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed that, please do give it a share on social media and be sure to follow resisting retrospect and myself on social media. As I said, there's links in the description. Be sure to pre-order the Resisting Retrospect EP when links go live, and do listen to their brand new single, You Are The River. It's available on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get your tunes. There's even a music video, edited by me. But all that aside, thank you very much, and goodbye.